Welcome to the American Nightmare Podcast, episode 39, recorded June 17th, 2021. All right, um, let's get started with some news right away. Rob Zombie and Eddie Munster <laughs> took a ride in the Munster coach. Nice. They posted a bunch of video and the photos up on Rob Zombie's Instagram. That'd be Butch Patrick. Yep, Butch Patrick. They've got the original uh, restored Munster coach. Awesome. Sweet. And it sounds amazing. He's got some video of him ripping up the driveway with the, the loud-ass engine on that thing. Looked absolutely uh, awesome. Bunch of photos of Rob Zombie, Butch Patrick, uh, and their drive that they took uh, with the uh, Monster Coach. Um, there's a lot of hype going around with the Monsters reboot happening, uh, even to the point where Rob Zombie has now um, tried to um, uh, s- source um, from the internet who they would let character they would like to appear in the Monsters, and they give a list of some. Uh, classic characters to choose from so that looks uh interesting that's what his song dragula was was uh based on right yeah the, the, yep the, the monster, monster coach. coach yep it's funny though because there there is dragula which is grandpa's coach which was a coffin on wheels that was remember? a coffin right yeah, yeah. yeah. right that, that was dragula but in the video he shows it's the uh, coach the monster coach yeah yeah um, there is a new trailer out for a car comedy called uh, horror comedy called Too Late. Hmm. I'll post the uh, um, link to the um, trailer, and here's a brief summary from the story. A cozy. This is a cozy horror comedy set in Los Angeles indie comedy scene, featuring Violet Fields, who works as a thank works a thankless job as an assistant to uh, Bob De- Devereaux, famed comedian and host of the lively variety show Too Late. But what only Violet knows is that Bob is a monster, both literally and figuratively. Uh, resigned to her fate, Violet is caught by surprise when she meets a surprising comedian, Jimmy Rhodes, and the sparks fly. But as her feelings for Jimmy grow and Bob starts to doubt her loyalty, she and Jimmy could end up as Bob's next meal. Interesting. That sounds interesting. Yeah, horror comedies. Love horror comedies. Come on. And you say that was Netflix? This is going to be on... It didn't say. It doesn't say. Hmm. Maybe it'll be a theater yeah, film. Maybe. I guess the I guess the new streaming services really is the new direct video. Yeah. Um, Hollywood Reporter says a Toxic Avenger reboot is underway and has just announced some new cast members: uh, Jacob Tremblay, uh, Taylor Page, Elijah Wood, and Julia Davis are already on the call sheet. As is Kevin Bacon, who's going to play the antagonist of the movie. Nice, hey, Elijah Wood. Yeah, and Peter Dinklage. Is going to be the top lining of the feature. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, 
Yeah, I saw Elijah Wood's name involved in that. He he seems to be involved in a lot of horror. Yes, yeah. he is. Well, he's got a production company that helps fund uh, some of these indie horror films. He oh, was sweet. involved in the movie we watched for. The, yeah, for I the, saw that yep. too. I was like, oh yeah, right? shit! Yeah. So yeah, if his name's on it, Peter Dinklage is uh, definitely going to watch it for sure. No doubt. Yeah, I'm I'm eager to see, and this is from the Hollywood Reporter, so I'm eager to see uh, Toxic Avenger reboot. Hey, why not? Yeah. I used to love Toxic Toxic Avenger. Man, I loved all the trauma films, man. Kabuki Man. Yeah. I mean, that, that, they're all great movies. Trauma War. Yeah. A uh, new trailer has surfaced for Pig, a new Nicolas Cage-led horror film. Nicolas Cage seems to have a newly reborn career in horror films. Yeah. He yeah. is cranking them out left and right. Yeah. He can just act his ass off as much as he wants in horror films, and no one seems to give a shit. Yeah, if he, his like, yeah, Nick, you do you, man. Yeah, his crazy overacting fits perfectly in these horror movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Pig is interesting. It's a truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian woods, um, and he must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved forging pig after it is kidnapped. Hmm. That doesn't sound much like a horror. Sounds no. like a Disney flick. Well, it seems to me that he's going to start killing people that have taken his pig. Ah, all right. Uh, there is a new movie coming out called The Fun House. It's a reality show horror film. Oh. Yes. Wasn't there, was there a, a Fun, fun House, house in the 80s? Out? Yeah, I was going to say, there was a Fun House out in the 80s, right? That was a yes, good movie, was. too. Fun House from the 80s. Yeah, it was a good uh, 80s horror yeah, so this is a reality show horror film. A down-and-out backup singer, celebrity ex-husband, uh, Casper, the, uh, says is invited to compete in a fun house, in the fun house. It's an online Big Brother-style reality show. In an attempt to rebrand his image due to a tarnished reputation, Casper reluctantly accepts the offer, alongside seven other C-list celebrities from around the globe. Uh, C-list. He will compete for a $5 million prize. At first, the fun house is just, the, as the name suggests, full of wild times. Uh, budding friendships, love connections, and brewing rivalries. But, to everyone's surprise, the fun quickly turns into misery when the first challenge leaves one of the contestants brutally murdered. Nice. That, that, that sounds interesting. It's a good good idea. Yeah, all captive in a home, kind of like a big brother. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. And then they start offing him. Yeah. Or in order to win, you got to kill yourself. Right. <clears throat> uh, I'm down. New Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rise, is underway. Wow. Um, there are three new uh, actors that have uh, joined the cast. Gabrielle Ecolas, Morgan Davies, and Neil Fisher have been mm. announced as joining the cast. This movie summarizes two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of a flesh-possessing demons, thrust them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of their family imaginable. Ah, the Deadites. Ah, the Deadites, yes. (coughs) I'm so happy that the Evil Dead franchise lives on forever. Yes, me too. Keep on cranking out material, whether it's video games or movies. Uh, and just keep making them happen. I love it. Yeah, they released that uh, game trailer too, and the the game looks uh, looks like it's gonna be pretty sweet. Yes, <laughs> I am so eagerly waiting that. I, I don't like co op shooters though. I was disappointed it was a co op shooter. Well, can I you play? Can I like you play single you can person play as a deadite. Yeah. yeah, you can play as a deadite. Yeah, 
But yeah, I'm like, not a, like it, it seems that's like the popular genre, right? The, the co-op shooter. Everything's yeah. co-op shooter. Yeah, like, I'm not really into shooters in general. First-person shooters are not my thing. But I love Evil Dead. I have almost I all the Evil Dead video games, so I will buy this one and likely play it. Actually, this look this looked third person though. I think it is. Yeah, which is not quite as bad. I I, I can handle third person. First person, I can't do. Well, the best thing too is they have all the characters, including characters from the TV show, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yes. And they've added characters from the Evil Dead reboot. Yeah, I'm wondering if they have like unlockables too. I would certainly hope so. Yeah. That'd be uh, sweet. Uh, the directors of the new screen movie say the picture is locked and loaded. And the score is complete. They posted an image from nice. the post-editing room on Twitter yesterday and on Instagram. So I am stoked for that. And so did Wes Craven have any kind of input on that? I don't think so. I mean, no. he's been dead for, what, four years? Yeah, yeah, four years. Yeah. Unless um, they talked about it you know, prior to him dying. Yeah. yeah I don't know that he, he had any input or plans or... or uh, any sort knowledge of, of the uh, remake yeah is for uh, for a reboot or remake they or waited till he died to yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty that'd be pretty meta though if they somehow figured out a way to get him involved in the flick i mean that would be a screen well, like movie right there you know four years for a movie to get made and true you know covid covid put a lot of stuff on ice for at least well and we year. don't know how long they wrote and rewrote and rewrote the script that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying so yeah i mean it's that's possible right. uh anyway the director promises it's worth the wait so we'll see all right he set a high bar by saying that. Have you guys yeah, especially the, the the intro scene, right? It's like that's going to be hard to top, right? Have you watched any of the series? The, no. the series was no. I, I heard that's decent. I think they had like four seasons of that. I have not. I have not. Uh, in video game news, Evil Dead Village is going to receive a new DLC. They've teased that a new DC, DLC is coming. There's no other details, but the fact that a DLC pack is coming is nice. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, the the vampire lady. That's what I like. Yeah, that's what they showed on the picture for the announcement yep. of the DLC. That's what they said. That's going to be revolving around her because she was like the most popular character in the game. Well, you got a bunch of fan idiots out there drawing pictures of her topless. And oh yeah, no, looking. you can imagine her. I mean, she's pretty. <laughs> she's pretty good looking, right? Yeah, every 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 kid out there is uh, doing their fan fiction of that character now. Yep, for sure. Damn perverted teenage boys. Damn perverted nerds um <clears throat> resident evil infinite darkness opening scene has spread online this is the new netflix animated movie resident evil infinite darkness uh, mm. opening five minutes of the movie is already posted online and circulating very quickly uh, i grabbed a glimpse of it yesterday when it came out on uh, youtube uh it looks pretty interesting What's hmm. the release? Do they have a release date on there? I did so? not see a release date for that yet, no. I'm not familiar with this. Uh... You know, one of the things, the Evil Dead animated series has always been pretty good. All those movies, I like them better than the live action movies. Uh, yeah. Just because you re there's only so many things you can do in live action. And that last live action movie, what was it called? Uh, what was what was the last Evil Dead live action? It was the one where they were inside the building and they tried to do a cut for cut scene of what the scene that played out in the in the animated version, and they actually did a pretty decent job. It wasn't wasn't horrible, but, but I didn't know they had uh, Resident Evil like any animated series at all. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The, the origin of all of those uh, live action movies is not just the video game, but also the anime. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, if you get a chance, Netflix does have a bunch of the older uh, anime yeah. uh, movies up there for Resident Evil. They're definitely worth watching. Okay, like all I said, right. You know, animation movies you can get away with doing hell of a lot more things than you can in live action. Definitely. <clears throat> all right. Well, that's all I have for news. You guys have anything? No, I got I got nothing this time. I watched a couple of uh, movies since the last time we uh, we spoke, but uh, I got no news. I will say let's uh, let's have a brief conversation about what have we been watching. Uh, let me start by saying I I watched um, the Pool Party Massacre, which I shared with you guys. Through yes, text. yes, that was nice. I um, liked it. One of those things about Tubi, I kind of like Tubi because if you go on Tubi and look at horror films, there's quite a bit up there. And all you and have there's, to do... there's there's a grade movies too, yeah, not just absolutely, B-movies. absolutely. And all you have to do is tolerate a couple commercials, and you get a free yeah, it's, movie and out it's of it. not. It's like it's like two, you know, thirty second. It's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was digging through there. I found a couple uh, classic horror films up there, and then I'm flipping through looking at newer stuff, and I see this Pool Party Massacre, and like this, <laughs> the title looked like it had to be like an 80s-type flick yeah, or something. Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, dude, I want to watch this. So I watched yeah, it. Yeah, I want to say I, they have The Conjuring and, and stuff like that oh, up yeah, there. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's why, I never, that's why I never pulled the trigger on Shudder, because I was like a Tubi fanatic when it came out, and yeah. I, just, I could find lots of good stuff on Tubi to watch. Yeah, so I, I, I watched the uh, Pool Party Massacre, and let me just say, it was awesome. It was yeah. funny. Listen, it was really bad acting. Yeah, it, was it was really like some bad. some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. It was, it was downright corny, some of the, some of the dialogue. <laughs> I yep, was like, what yep. the fuck? Whoever wrote this really was not a great writer either. It definitely had an 80s, like an 80s, like straight to videotape yes, kind of yes. like vibe to it, you know? Yeah. like That's how I felt about it. Like... I, you know, remember when in the eighties when we went into those v- VHS rental stores? Yeah, the only thing you had was the box art to tell you what the fuck was going on. And most of the synopsis on the back, right? And most of those movies, you never heard anything about them, and the artwork on the cover didn't even reflect anything remotely <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's how I kind of felt about this. And it had that kind of eighties looking theme on the on the title, and then I watched it. I'm like, it, w- it was good because it was a it was a comedy horror, so it was funny. There was a lot of really messed up uh, kill scenes in it. There was definitely some good kill scenes in it. There were tons of boobies in it. There was at least yep. four pair of boobies in that thing. And all mm-hmm. the girls were really attractive. They were horrible actresses, but they yeah. were very attractive, which I'm pretty sure is why they were hired. Uh, the one, the one, the brother was creepy as shit. The one jerk off guy at the pool that he was, was hilarious. <laughs> that guy was hilarious. He, he was, was the best fun. part of the movie. He was funny as hell. But it was you know who he reminded me of the guy who played the private detective in um, the um, the one we watched, the one I picked with uh, the porno set. The, oh, the yeah. porno what set the, one. What the hell was the name of that? Deep Murder. Yeah, Deep, Deep Murder. Murder. That's right. That guy reminded me of the guy who was the detective from yeah. that. Like <laughs> yeah. just like. Yeah super corny but funny like it was it was a good movie the shit that his dialogue was fucked up though yeah. <laughs> it's like the shit that he said it was fucked up it was a fucked up movie but uh and the end was surprising because i did not anticipate no. uh what actually came out of the end there Hold well, on even, second, I gotta... even when you even like when you find out you know the killer is like the uh like his, his rationale and stuff was funny like he just decided, yeah, I, I, I really am good at killing people. <laughs> he's like, I'm good at it. Yeah, I'm gonna like, keep I'm, doing I'm it. Great at this. I'm gonna keep doing it. 
<laughs> that was awesome. And he then he found had, his. Yeah, it was, it was a great movie. Let me just say, if anyone out there, download the Tubi app. You know, put it on your mobile device, put it on your game station, put it on your Apple TV. Great movies on there, and check out this pool party massacre because it was very good, very funny. Amazon Prime also has it for ninety nine cents. Oh, really? Yep. I, I would pay ninety nine cents for that movie. That's what and I did. Have, uh, Tubi also has a good cult classic section as well. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was flipping through when I was like looking for a nice classic horror movie. Yeah. And then I, and then I saw the advertisement for. Pool yep. Party Massacre, and I was like, all right, I'm going to check yep. it out. Uh, R.L. Stein has some shows coming on uh, Netflix as well, and they got a rated R rating. Oh, yes, I saw that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. So that's some interest. Like that. yeah, it's called Fear oh, Street. Yeah, so yeah. that's in July, I think. Like a three-parter or something like that. Yep, so that's, I think, I'll, I'll yeah. take a look at that, especially with the rated R. No doubt, no doubt. I never really... I mean, he was children's stuff, but R.L. Stein never really. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, the goosebump stuff used to freak my kids out when they were little. Yeah, and stuff. Gotta get them started on something. No, actually, yep. even that that freaking what was on a Nickelodeon? What was the what was the what was the Goosebumps TV show on? Was that Nickelodeon? That was Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that was pretty messed up. There was some stuff. Yeah, was there a puppet? There was one of the puppets. Yeah, there was a couple things in there that scared the crap out of my kids when they were little. Yep. All right, so let's uh, let's get started with this week's this month's top five. So we want to talk about a couple things here. We're going to take this opportunity this month to focus on a particular writer or director or a particular uh, figure in the horror genre uh, universe. And this month is going to be Wes Craven. So we're going to talk about our favorite Wes Craven films, and that has to do with. Movies that he wrote, movies that he directed, movies that he produced, because he did have a production company, so he did do a lot of production. He did do a lot of writing for movies that he did not direct, and he also he cameoed directed in a few too. Cameoed in a few, yep. And he also um, he uh, directed movies that were written uh, by other people. Um, so we want to focus this month on Wes Craven. So our top five will focus around that. Um. I think this month it's Saddle Craig Chris. So I will grow I will go first. Let me start off with my number five Wes Craven film. This is written and directed by Wes Craven. Shocker. Yeah. Ah, it's a good one. Yeah. Shocker is one of those movies that I love how especially in the eighties during the whole satanic panic bullshit you always got yep. rock and metal kind of combined together yeah, it was a great soundtrack it was a great soundtrack yeah fantastic soundtrack which is that horse pinker yes, yeah horse pinker mm -hmm. the murderer uh and and the yeah. soundtrack opens up with the title track called shocker by a band called the Mickey, dudes of wrath Mickey death did something in that didn't they yeah they did yes. a reboot of no more mr nice guy yeah that's right and wasn't the dudes of wrath like uh like um Dudes and Kiss, and uh, it was like a super group or something, right? Yeah, Dudes of Wrath was a super group. It had, uh, like, Paul Stanley from Kiss. It had uh, Desmond Child, who is uh, Desmond Childs, who's a vocalist and a songwriter. Um, I believe there was, uh, let me see, I'll have to look it up. Huh. All right, here you go. Dudes of Wrath, Paul Stanley vocals, Desmond Child vocals, Tommy Lee drums, Vivian uh, Campbell. Tommy. Vivian Campbell played on guitar. 
Nice. Randy great... Sarzo played bass. Quiet Riot. And Guy Man Dude played guitar. That's a great group. Yeah, I mean, that's like shit, dude. Talk about a super group from the 80s. Right, right. But did they do anything besides that soundtrack? No, that's all they did. Yeah, that, that was it. Like three songs in that soundtrack, I think it was, right? And then yeah. that's it. Yeah, the Dudes of Wrath. Great, great soundtrack. Great movie. Shocker. My number saw four. that one in the theater. Yep. yep, I saw that one in the theater. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I remember seeing it in the theater. Uh, it's like, isn't it funny when you're a kid? Like, I don't know how old. Uh, what year did that movie come out? Shit, that like was like 90, maybe no, 89. No, 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 no. Yeah, it, was it was earlier than that. It was, uh, was I just want to just want to get a gauge of how old, how old like 89 or 90. Like, it was just, than that? I, I think it was 89. I think it was 89. Uh, yeah. let me look. Um, yeah, 89, summer okay. of 89. I was 17, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. That, I, I just that was such a great movie. I loved it. I have it such was. fond memories of it. Like no, I saw, I know. I saw like, it in the theaters with my friends, and then that 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 uh, following summer, we I rented it on VHS and watched it with a bunch of my other friends. And I think if I remember, they wanted to make Horace Pinker like another kind of like Michael Myers the or goal like was to try and do that, but but it never, I guess because it didn't do so well, yeah. I guess not as well as they were expecting. So the studio just decided to you know forget it. And didn't the dude that played Horse Pinker, wasn't he in, like, uh, what was that law firm TV show that was on back then that had? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he was, he was, he played, like, a straight dude in a regular, like, TV show, and then he became, <laughs> like, that grisly horror, you know, satanic worshipping like horror killer, yeah. Psychotic Satan worshiper. Yeah, who bit the cops, uh, what, he bite the yeah. cops' ear off when he was, like, trying to hear if he was breathing? Uh, that was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, my number four, which was written and directed by Wes Craven, The Last House on the Left. Nice. Fucking fantastic movie. Uh, brutal, brutal film. Yeah, absolutely. It's the one that put his name on the books, man. Uh, my number three was directed by Wes Craven, but not written by Wes Craven. And that is Deadly Friend. Ah, it's a great one of the, one of the one of my favorite kill scenes in the eighties. Yes, the basketball to the head. Yeah. Oh, uh, forgot about that. And it was so from that chick terrible. from Throw Mama from the Train. What yeah. the hell is her name? I can't remember. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, and she was also in um, Goonies. Yeah, Bob yeah. Fratelli. Yeah, that 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 movie. It's funny because when you when you watch what was the documentary where they talk about that? Is it is it one of the Into the Darkness or the yeah, where they talk is. about how Wes Craven had a bigger plan, a bigger vision for it, and then the movie company kind of like just kept chopping away at his ideas and chopping yeah. away at what he wanted to do and chopping away at his budget till he was left with like a shoestring budget to try and pull the movie together. It's still, I mean, yeah, it was looking. If you watch it again, it was it's 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 pretty bad film, you know, production wise, but it's, yeah. it's a good concept. Yeah, the story, the concept was the thing yeah. that got me. Plus. <laughs> Christy Swanson, come on. Right. Uh, my number two was written and directed by Wes Craven, The Swamp Thing. Ah, uh, Swamp Thing. Love Swamp Thing. Adrian written Barbo. and directed by Wes Craven. Absolute masterpiece. I, I love that movie. I just watched it not too long ago with one of my kids, and they love it too. 
watched that. The first time I saw that was like at a friend's house for a sleepover. There was like five of us in his basement, and we put that on. It was one of those movies that was on HBO, like repeatedly yeah. yes. yep. when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was on HBO. Bro, I saw it. And my number one movie by Wes Craven, written and directed by Wes Craven, A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Mm-hmm. hmm Again, another film that just made his career because it was something new, something different, uh, and and it really caught on. It became a whole thing of the 80s. And I got a couple honorable mentions, of course, because he has such a vast array of work that he was involved in over the years. So there's a couple that I wanted to mention that I really loved but couldn't fit him on this top five. And that is a movie written uh, and directed by Wes Craven, The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, good one, good yeah. one. Uh, written and directed by Wes Craven, Scream, the original. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a movie that he directed but not did not write, which I really almost made this my number five, The Serpent and the Rainbow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a creepy one. That was, that was different. Yeah, that was it different. was very different. And I just remember, like, as a kid watching it on HBO and going, wow, this movie is crazy. Especially yeah. the, the scene that got me was when they, they blew that dust into the dude's dust. face. And he went into like a zombie state. They thought he was dead and they fucking buried him. Yeah. And he woke up. Yeah. And but the thing is, like his he could hear and he could see, but he couldn't yep. move. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, that's that was fucking terrifying. Shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know. That's my top five. Nice list. Nice list. Okay. Continuing with the serpent and rainbow. That's my number five. Nice. Ah, sweet. <laughs> So that was sort of loosely based on a true story, too. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, and it was a, written as a book, and then somebody wrote the screenplay, and then Wes Craven got hired to do it. Yeah, it was it. like they had this voodoo, and they said there was like people walking around like in this zombified state. Hmm. And it was from whatever that dust was. I forget what the... Bats was like natural... Some sort like, of natural neurotoxin. Dried up blowfish or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Not bath salts. Yeah, I don't well, know. I think so, the same. I think the same idea came from. Do you remember the original uh, white zombie movie in the 1930s? Yep, uh, was also based on the same book. Mm. Yep, but yeah, that was a that was a cool flick. Like I said, uh, like Sal said, it's like you can hear, you know, and and see, but you you can't move, and people think you're dead, and it's just yeah, that's kind of scary. It's a crazy concept. Um, and number four is The Hills Have Eyes. Love that movie. The original. Original. Obviously. The remake wasn't terrible. No, no it wasn't. wasn't. He did a good job. I mean, that's it. not, I mean, it's, he didn't do the remake, but. Uh, no. Remake they did a remake. nice job. Yeah, yeah, they did a nice job with it. Uh, number three, I had Scream. Nice, nice. That was, I was, I was surprised about that movie. Like, I, I didn't go into that with, like, high expectations. And yeah. I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. It really invented, reinvented the slasher genre. Yeah, it did. For sure. It did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. the, the slash, slasher movies have gotten kind of predictable and stale. Yeah. You know, like it was like, okay, the same old thing. And this, you're right, this kind of reset the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number two, I went with The uh, Last House on the Left. Nice, fucking, nice. Fucking terrifying movie. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, number one, same as Sal, Nightmare on Elm Street. Woo-hoo. I mean, it's, it's a classic, right? Like, how do, you, how do you not? 
Did you get like I, I didn't go to sleep that, that night I watched oh, that. I, I no. didn't want to. No. I didn't want no. to. No. No, yeah, it was I was, was over at my neighbor's house. Terrifying. Like, they rented it from the video store. And I went over to my neighbor's house. I didn't want to walk home from my neighbor's house to my yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I how and, and, that, and a lot of movies didn't do that to me. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, that movie just I watched it in the daytime and then like yeah. seven hours later I was like, Oh shit, man, it's dark out now. Like yep. I, I don't want Yep. Yeah. No, I remember very clearly because I did not go to the theater to watch it. I watched it the following summer. So it was the summer of 1985. Uh, I went down to my cousin's house who lived a block away from me when I lived in Weisport, Pennsylvania. And it was me, her, and five of our friends. We closed all the blinds and then watched this movie. And it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> and then I remember, like, open the blinds, open the blinds. Yeah. <laughs> there was a couple times I was just like, open the blinds. I need to see light. This shit is not fun. Yeah, and you watch it now, and and like I said, I totally forget how terrified I was. Yeah, yeah. You're like the first time I saw that movie, and then you reflect back, and I'm like, that that was really. We got a butterfly bush that when it's windy out, sometimes scrapes against the window outside. Oh, it like makes at, at nighttime, like it's up in the kitchen and I'm downstairs and I hear it going, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Freddy's it's here. like PTSD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. So that, yep, that's my list. No honorable mentions? No. Okay. All right. Uh, so here's my top five. Uh, number five, The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, <laughs> You know, like uh, it was that that was a br- that was one of those ones, and, and I think one of the reasons I, I like the remake, but I you, you can't top the original is just because the way it was shot, that seventies kind of, right? Yeah. You know, it just was more brutal. It seemed more realistic. Yeah. You know, same with uh, the Texas Chainsaw. It had that you know that gr- gritty looking film. You know what I mean? It was like yeah, definitely, definitely. Number four. Now here's one that hasn't popped up yet, and I you know I maybe maybe you guys didn't like the movie. I don't know. Uh, Red Eye. No, Red Eye was good. Yeah. I yeah. Was like, I like Cillian Murphy. I, uh, what's her name? Um, the, the, the girl in it, uh, Rachel McAdams is yep. very attractive and a great actress. And yeah, it's a horror movie on a plane, but yeah. it, I was, I was, I got pretty creeped out like watching it. Like I was, I was impressed. Well, how well you were able to shoot a horror movie just on a plane. Well, yep. you know, and they, they included some people on the ground too, but I, I really enjoyed that movie. It was great. Yeah. Uh, number three, Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number two, I had Scream. Um, and again, like you said, it, it reset the genre. Like I had kind of, I was a huge slasher movie fan, and I just got kind of got bored with them, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, it's it's Wes Craven, you know. I'll give it a shot, and I I hadn't heard anything about it. Like I, no one had told me anything about it, so I I went into it knowing. It was a slasher movie by Wes Craven, and I. Was, but the, we know what else was neat about that is. It was a slasher, but it was also a whodunit. You know what I mean? Like that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's what, what, like you know, you were trying to normal, figure out. Well, you know who Michael left? Myers is. You know who Jason. Right. But this one, you didn't know who it was either, right? And you're like, well, who the hell is left? Like, who the hell can it be? Like, as they were whittling them down right. at that party, like, yep. there's only like two people left. Yeah. And then not, you find out there's two of them, which was like, like, yeah. whoa, what the hell? Right. Yeah. That was. Well, not only that, the first kill, the first girl. Yeah. Well, that grabbed your attention, right? Yeah. And you just, yeah. the rest of it, you're like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, your I'm, heart's like beating fast and then they cut into the, the movie, you know? It's like. 
yeah, yeah. It, it yeah and even like it like it was weird to answer the phone then like whenever your phone rang at night like in your house like it was, oh, shit. and he did a nice job with the voice because that's so that was so important like if that voice was like not the way it was it it, it wouldn't have worked right yeah, yeah. yeah. Took what is basically like a ten dollar dollar store costume and made it like an iconic like horror mask yeah, now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like people see that and know what know what it is. Remember how? Yeah, that was a huge popular Halloween costume when that movie came out too. And it's uh, funny. One, it's funny because that was a costume mask that the director like you know that he just picked up at a at a costume store. Like, hey, this <laughs> yeah, will, this will work. Yeah, like Papa Ghoul, I think, or something like yeah. that. It was called. Yeah. I think yeah. that was the name of it. Like Papa yeah. Ghoul. I think I dressed up like that. Maybe like the following year, I wore that costume. I think the mask might still be in my attic. Nice. And my number one, Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can it not be? Again, I think as, I think that just came out at such a I- impressionable time in our lives. That yeah. It, it all so. made like a nostalgic imprint on us. Yeah, uh, and I had been watching horror movies, you know, up until that point. But yeah, that one I think was probably the first one that like I was just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, this is this is really horrific. Yep. I got a couple honorable mentions. I have Deadly Friend as one of mine. Oh yeah. Uh, People under the stairs. <laughs> oh yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was like totally different. Like what No, a, I saw that one in the theater and I walked out there and scratched my head a little what bit. What a strange movie that was. You know, yeah. it was comedy, horror BDSM little pornography, right? Yeah, it yeah, was it just was a fast <laughs> movie. And that that's it. Those are my two uh my two honorable mentions. Very nice. All right, good. Um all right, so just before we move on uh to the movie of the month, let's focus a little bit more on Wes Craven. Um and talk a little bit about some of the things that he produced. Um be right back. Okay. Yep. Uh, some of the great movies produced by Wes Craven. Now, remember, he has a very... Man, I'm looking at IMDb, right? And on IMDb, they have him credited as a writer 50 times, a producer 26 times, a director 36 times, and appearing as an actor 21 times. Um, As a producer, um, he has produced so many movies. Um... because not just the movies that he acted uh, that he directed or wrote, but also movies that he uh, just ran through his production company. Yeah. Um, about, and I think about things like Vampire in Brooklyn, right? Vampire in Brooklyn, he directed that one. That was the Eddie Murphy uh, film. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, Angela Bassett. Uh, I don't know if you remember that one. Very good. Sure. Um, I saw that one in the movie theater. Yep. Um, also, he directed My Soul to Take. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Very good movie. Again, like, he does He does some great stuff. He has a lot of great movies, and I wish, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I think that we should all be glad to have had Wes Craven on this planet with us to give us some of this great stuff that he has created. Pretty just Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Um, uh, Red Eye, Curse, Scream 1, 2, 3, and 4, Vampire in Brooklyn, A New Nightmare. Do you remember that one? That one was a crazy twist. It was kind of like Nightmare a precursor to Scream. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, was, it was meta before Scream Scream came out. You yeah. know, it, it it delved into the horror well, movie. Some of the stuff he just produced, so anything rec- like... 
so as a producer, he's produced Carnival Carnival of Souls, Wishmaster. Um, ah, I forgot Wishmaster. Yeah. Now, Wishmaster, uh, for that movie, he did not direct it, and he did not write it, but he ran it through his production company. Yeah. Um, Holly Weird, which is a TV movie that he was executive producer on. He was also the executive producer for the... Um, uh, the movie Dracula 2000. Again, he didn't write or direct that one, but he was the uh, producer on it. Again, ran it through his production company. Yeah. Um, Dracula that 2000. That one had a good soundtrack. It, yeah, a great soundtrack. And the movie wasn't that bad either. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. it was decent. <clears throat> um, again, uh, the, remember the movie The Breed 2006? Yep. Ran again through his production company. Uh, he did not write it, did not direct it, but it did go through his production company. Uh, again, um, you know, there, I, I guess there's like a handful. If I'm looking through the list here, you know, things like My Soul to Take, he did write and direct and produce that one. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. It was, wasn't great, didn't suck. It was just okay. Yeah. Um, Scream 4, directed by Wes Craven, but written by somebody else, also produced by Wes Craven. Um. Yeah, so I mean, he's got quite the crazy career. Produced twenty six movies, directed thirty six movies, and wrote fifty uh, writing credits on fifty different movies. It's crazy. Yeah, man had talent. Yeah. Uh, in fact, um, this this will catch you a little bit there. Um, so the. The Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. The soundtrack on that had a Google Dolls, I'm Awake Now song. Hmm. Uh, in return for being on the soundtrack, Wes Craven um, uh, wrote and directed the music video for the Google Dolls, I'm Awake Now. Uh, uh. Yeah. Um, Shocker, great movie, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Swamp Thing, Deadly Blessing, The Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left. I mean, this guy's got had a career that was just all the movies, all the horror movies of the 80s and early 2000s that I love yeah. were touched in some way by by uh, Wes Craven. Yeah. Including, you know, um, he wrote the screenplay for the movie Pulse, which, he, you know, <clears throat> He didn't direct, he didn't produce, but he wrote the screenplay for it. So, um, yeah, I mean, think about that. Everyone, all the way back to the seventies, too, right? Yes. Yep. yep. Last, yeah, last house, house on the left. left. Yeah. yeah. Last on the left, nineteen seventy-two. Yep. Um, and then immediately followed up by nineteen seventy-seven's The Hills Have Eyes. I mean, the guy wrote some crazy <laughs> stuff, awesome stuff. Yeah. yeah. So anyone that uh, uh, that hasn't watched all these Wes Craven films, I'd suggest you go out there and check them out. Wes Craven was a master of horror in many ways. Uh, even given, like, you look at some of the things that went on in his life, he had a crazy divorce that was absolutely horrific, which, by the way, that, I think that's part of the reason why uh, Deadly Friend worked out so horribly, too, is that he was, he was in the depth of his divorce during the filming of that, which I'm sure <laughs> had to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, probably. All right, so let's move on to this month's movie. This month's movie I picked, um, and it has my f- all-time favorite horror movie actor now. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the, uh, the the wonderful 
and talented um, uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, the wonderful, talented, overacting <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Uh, but I will say that Rotten Tomatoes gives Mandy a ninety percent. Really? Well, how about I IMBD seven point eight? I believe it is, and that's really high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a high score from IMBD. I mean, there's some like classics like that are have a seven point eight. Right. Uh. Now, when you look at this movie, let's before we discuss the film itself and we discuss what we watched and give our review, let's talk a little bit about the director. The director is a gentleman by the name of Panos Cosmatos. I've, I don't know that. It, have I seen anything else from I him? I think that's all he's got. He's got he's got three things that he was involved in. He was the director and screenwriter for Beyond the Black Rainbow, which was okay. a horrifically reviewed movie. Yeah. Um, and then under Rotten Tomatoes, they have him as executive producer to a movie called Rewind This from 2013. It looks like that got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. It is an ode to abandoned technology with some admir admirably wide-ranging insights. Rewind This is an entertaining viewing for even those who didn't live through the VHS era. It's a documentary, apparently, of VHS. Interesting. And, that sounds interesting. I would, I would check that out. B-movies yep. and such that came out in the 1980s on VHS. And then he's got his 90% for Mandy, where he was the director and screenwriter for this film. Sure. Now, um, Mandy, uh, let's let's um, let's give a little read the read the summary for this movie. Um, or uh, in the Pacific Northwest in 1983, outsiders Red Miller and Mandy Bloom lead a loving and peaceful existence. When their pine-scented haven is savagely destroyed by a cult led by a sadistic. Jeremiah Sand. Red <laughs> is catapulted into a phantasmagoric journey filled with bloody vengeance and laced with deadly fire. Yep. This came out in 2018 at a limited theater release and then went to streaming in September of 2018. The box office gross for the U.S. is $1.2 million. <laughs> and the runtime is two hours shame. and one minute. Yes. That's a shame. I would have loved to have seen it in the movie theater, by the way. Yes, yes. Um, let me just say right off the bat that this film is a twisted... <laughs> acid trip? Acid and mushroom <laughs> trip yeah. induced terrifying mind fuck yeah you might not want to watch it if you're visually i thought it was pretty stunning like visually yep. like it my mind was just like in awe yep. of, of the stuff that i was seeing not no, just agree. visually but the inclusion of the soundtrack with just oh, yeah. those dead drone guitars yeah. every now and then it sounded like an 80s soundtrack too yes it was like perfect yes and my favorite scene hands down is when he finally you know gets into well with the yeah. the biker gang so <clears throat> let's 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 kind of preface this we're gonna sure. we're gonna spoil the shit out of this i don't it think came, you, you have to yeah it came There's out no in 2018 so if you haven't watched it yet you have to you have to watch it 
Like, this is one of those movies where it came out in the theaters and only did $1.2 million, but it has since become a cult classic. Yep. Everybody watches it, and it's available on every streaming service. It's on Shudder, it's on Amazon, it's Joe on Bob Netflix, Briggs. it's it's everywhere, because it is quite the amazing film. Yep. It's it. I think that these films... And and mostly these terrifying psychological thrillers. You know, you have Mandy, you have The Color Out of Space, you have Mom and Dad. Do you remember that movie with Nicolas Cage, that horror movie where Mom and Dad yes. were yeah. the killers? Yeah, you know, I don't like, remember that one. These movies were built for an actor like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> like, yeah. his, his classic overacting, which is commonly made fun of, fits so perfectly into these films. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Favorite shirt. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's my favorite shirt. Like, really, dude? Really? Not only that, but his fucking bug eyes when he does the oh, yeah. the crazy eyes. I'm like, what the fuck? He's got the blood all over his face, and he's like looking out the window, like. And all you can see is the whites of his eyes. <laughs> all right, so we'll get that out of the way. We're going to spoil the crap out of this. So the film starts off. Very light. Pretty slow. Pretty slow. Yeah, it's very light. It's a. Uh, he's working. It looks like he must be a lumberjack of some sort, working in uh, in yep. forestry. He has to take a, a helicopter home because you know they're up in the woods there, whatever. And he lives in the P- Pacific Northwest in the woods in a nice cabin. Beautiful cabin. Oh, right? the, ca- the best part of the cabin is the bedroom. How the walls are all glass. Yeah. yeah. So you can like see out into the woods, which of it's course like you you're know, sleeping outside, but you're not. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it, it, to me, I was like, that's awesome. Of course, until someone attacks your fucking home. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so I, they're like, you can see like they're they're really in love with each other. Yeah, right? they're very yeah. happy, and then. I kind of get the glimpse that perhaps there's something special about his wife. Like maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe she has like some sort of psychic energy or something. There's yeah, something, I, I sort of caught that too. Yeah, there's like there's something about her. She's an artist, so like she's drawing pictures and and she has this kind of spiritual sense to her. But it seems like when she was taking that walk on the road and the cultists kind of drove by her. That there was some sort of connection between yeah, her like, yeah. sensed an aura about yeah. her. Yeah. But that, the leader that of the creep- cult was like yeah. attracted to her for some reason. Go yeah. get her. Because really, if you look at the actress that plays that character, Mandy, she's not a bad looking woman, but she did not look good in this film. Like no, she no. had that big yeah. scar on her face. She had and a scar. She was very uh her hair didn't look washed. Right, her hair didn't look washed, and she was very thin, like almost emaciatingly so. Yeah, she hasn't eaten. I thought that, like, when she was telling the story about her childhood, I, I sort of felt maybe she was abused or something. Yeah, yeah. Because her dad with the bird, you know, that yeah. story. I was like, hey, she probably didn't have a, a yeah. good life at home. Or... So you definitely feel there's there's something unique about her that they don't yep. kind of come out and say, but you kind of get the sense that there's. There's something about her that, number one, makes her connect with the leader of the cult, and number two, m- perhaps makes her an easier target for abduction in the terms of that cult, right? Especially yeah. when she talks a little bit about how her father, you know, she describes him with the bag of sparrow babies and then beating them so hard to kill yeah. them that she like Ugh. says they beat them into the ground, like almost making a grave for them as he kills them. Yeah. Um, so that... You know the movie. The movie starts out with you know getting to know at least and understand that this couple has some unique connection. They're in love. You know they think of their home as like paradise. You know they want it to be in the woods, away from people. 
alone with nature, and that's what they were living. That's the life they were living. Uh, at some point, they show that the you know she goes for a walk, uh, of course, with the the red lighting, that kind yeah, of that red was, background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it reminds me a lot of a Rob Zombie movie. The mm-hmm. way they kind of touch on each of the cult members, you see each of their faces yeah. in the van one at a time, almost kind of. It's almost like a Tarantino esque kind of, yeah, yeah, uh, Rob Zombie esque kind of. Yep. It, 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of direction that goes on in that it makes you feel like okay, this this guy ranks up with the rest of those other directors because he's using the same kind of. Yeah, and they did too. a really nice job casting everybody yeah, too. The casting was good too. Yeah. Um, and then you find, you know, this cult. They kind of introduce you to the cult. You realize that that leader is fucking out of his mind. And then he's basically... Really good acting by him, by oh, the yeah. way. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, man. Like, he was he was out there. Like, he was... Yep. Yeah. And then he's like, I want that woman on the side of the road. I want that woman. Find that woman. And and one of his cult followers is like, yeah, consider it done. And then that's when he, he you know, whips out this, like, whistle thing. Yeah, and he calls the crackheads. Calls the crackheads. Remind me like the Cenobites. They remind me like the. That's exactly what I was gonna say. This is like a twisted LSD LSD version of the Cenobites, right? Yeah, right. Like Like, basically, and the story they give is like, yeah, there was this biker gang. You know the what? What were they called? Like the Hell's something or no Black Skulls? No, the Black Skulls. That's right. Yeah, and there's this LSD guy. He's making LSD. And he, yeah, and he has them do the running, you know, the running of the LSD. And he made them a special batch just for them. Yeah, like like once they took it, that was it. They were never the same again. And they were almost like the Cenobites. They were like dressed in leather, but they were gross. Like they, they were like. Breathed like they had like like saliva like all dripping down their throats and like it was just they were yeah, gross. It was really yeah. they really fucked up. And and at the one scene, my favorite scene is when Nicolas Cage, you know, once he gets captured by them and he finds that jar of that pasty LSD yeah. and he just <laughs> dips his finger in it, just a little just taste, touches and his tongue and it's like bam and he's on the LSD <laughs> trip and you see his pupils completely dilated and he just like stares and you can see like the madness in his face yeah i was like that that scene was like my favorite scene in the whole yeah. movie um but yeah so you know this biker gang they call on them they show up and they say okay blood for blood you know mm-hmm. we'll we'll do this thing you ask for but we deter and we you know require sacrifice in place, and that's where the cult leader says, "Yeah, you know the fat guy. Take him the fat kid. Take the fat kid." He, and then they're like making jokes about how fat he is. He couldn't get out of his own fucking way. Blah blah blah. He can't even see how fat he is down off the edge of his nose. Blah blah blah. And it's like, all right. Um, so they at, when they go and you know the biker gang goes and steals Mandy. You know they knock Nicholas Cage out. They take Mandy, and then you see the fat guy get drug away by the biker gang. <laughs> yeah, as the as the sacrifice. Um. Just, just uh, you know that that part of the movie was very good. But then, like, I think the next part was the part that like really like tripped me out was when they when they get her all high and then like sting her with that like creepy ass wasp, whatever the hell yeah, it was. Yeah, man. The cherry, the cherry, the cherry on, on top. top. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, to really fuck her up, like they put a drop of LSD in her eye. Yeah. Which is the fastest way to absorb it into your brain, man. And you can just see your eyes go whoop. Yep. Yep. immediately dilate and then they sting her in the neck with this poisonous wasp that apparently is like another hallucinogen on top of it 
That thing um, was gross looking too. She like oh. grabbed it out of like a jar or something. Oh, it was yeah. all like gross. dripping and. Yeah. But then he goes off in that like that speech about like uh, why he's the chosen one, you know, like and while women should be happy yeah. to have sex with him because he has touched God or whatever. Yeah. And then and she, she just laughs. she laughs in his fucking face. And this song, so hard. she's like, "You wrote this song about yourself." Yeah, <laughs> and he thinks he's all like impressed by. So it. that he's was like, one of my other favorite scenes. Is one her face and his face are sort oh, of. Oh yeah, that was like, crazy. Melting into each other. That, that was yeah. crazy. Wild. That was yeah. It, at first, I was like, "Wait a minute, what's happening?" I was like, "Wait, that, is that her now?" Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, shit, it was, that's crazy. That was really that, cool. Dude. Not only that, that was, they were all tripping on acid. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, uh, you had like the, 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 the uh, yeah. it, th- that scene was just amazing. And then yep. he starts freaking out. He's like, don't fucking look at me. Don't fucking look at me. He's yelling at everybody as she's laughing her fucking ass off at him. Yep. Don't fucking, yeah. don't you fucking look at me. We got some gratuitous dick in that scene too. Oh, yeah, of course, gone. always fucking dick in a movie like that. <laughs> you think he had some extra skin on that sucker too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that scene was just fucking great. And then, obviously, he is so fucking pissed off at that that he has to kill her. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, and then you find, you know, Nicolas Cage bound up outside. And they drag her out, like her body wrapped up in a bag. That was and awful. Burn that was her. awful. Yeah. As she's writhing, as, like the bag is hanging upside down. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's just fucked up. And then at the end, you know, once they leave... And Nicolas Cage gets free, like, goes over to the pile of ash, and there's, like, what's left of her head, and the ash yeah. just kind of blows away, and he's, like... At that that's point, right. you realize, like, he's lost it all. Like, that's yeah. it. His life is now just going to be bent on revenge, and that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he goes after the Cenobites first. Well, first he goes to his buddy to get yeah. uh, oh, that's right. I his forgot crossbow about that. weapon that he's been having his friend hold on to for him. That guy's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I recognize yeah. that. Didn't guy. he have a name for it? He had a name for the crossbow. I forget. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name, though. Yeah. And he goes, what you going to do with it? He goes, hunt. Yeah. Going hunting. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when that guy fills him in on these black skulls, this biker gang, and, and right, how, right. how yeah. evil they are. Uh, and then he, and then the crazy thing is like he makes this mold of a, of an axe weapon. Yeah, I was like, where did that come from? Yeah, like, where did he get a blacksmith? Yeah, that yeah. was like my only head scratcher. That yeah, movie. I was like, oh shit, it was a pretty sweet looking weapon. Oh yeah, yeah. and he uses it quite, quite uh, vigorously oh, a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he sure does. But yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Like, he's a blacksmith. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was a lumberjack, so maybe he's used to making his own tools. I, maybe, I don't know. maybe. Yeah. But he melted axe down a bunch of uh, axe heads. Looks like aluminum, maybe, and then he he, he uh, creates this axe out of it that's pretty wicked looking. Yeah. Um, but then this 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 cult is called the Children of the New Dawn. Yep. Um. So he he first goes and he's like, all right, I'm gonna find the biker guys, right? Mm-hmm. So he hangs out in the woods on the road that they pass through, and then he just kind of shoots one with the bow and arrow. And then he, he hits the guy with a truck because the guy's still alive. So he hits mm-hmm. him with the truck. The truck flips over. He gets into an accident. And apparently the, the bike is kind of funny, too, though. Like, yeah, like, like, how do you almost get, like, paranormal. Like, he hits this dude, and it's like, boom. It's like it's like yeah, he hit a wall, thinking, you know? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, that's a big-ass dude or something. I don't well, know. That's why I'm saying there's some paranormal element to yeah. this yeah. That, that's not explicitly given to you. But like I said, the, 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 the connection or the feels you get from Mandy when they introduce her 
So you know yeah. there's something about her. And yeah. then this cult that's to me is like the Cenobites, this biker team to like yeah. Hell's Angels, like that are you know, they overdosed on LSD and lost their minds and now they're immortal or some shit, you know? Yeah. Because that guy that he killed, he had this armor on that was full of, like, bolts and shit going through his arms yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking there must be something about him, but when he hit him, you would think you just hit the guy and kill him, but instead the whole fucking truck flipped over. Meanwhile... He gets caught. Yeah, he gets caught and they take him back to somebody's house. It's clear that it's not their house. Because he, when he gets free, he walks around and there's a bedroom with a man and a woman that are both dead in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So I think that's somebody's house that they hijacked, that they killed somebody there and then just took it over. And then there's one of the biker dudes with, like, a mountain of cocaine in front of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's just, like, sniffing the cocaine like mad, watching porn. Watching porn, yeah. And he's got this big knife strap on. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you noticed that, but when he gets up, it's like a big knife dick, <laughs> and then he falls in, and the, the he dick, like, yeah, he gets stuck into the ground with the knife dick. <laughs> and, that, and then Nicholas Cage has a big line of coke. <laughs> yeah, he takes a piece of broken glass, and he like he just sniffs up a mountain of coke in his face, and then that's when he goes out to the kitchen. He finds his bow and arrow in the cabinet. He finds his axe. He pulls something else out of the sink. It looks like some, like maybe a. Uh, a spiked ball or something. He t- he pulls some things out of the sink, and then that's when he finds the jar of the LSD paste. Yeah, and he just does a hit of that, and they do this like acid flash fucking thing when he does it, and his his eyes, you know, pupils dilate. Great, great scene. And then he goes out and he does some more killing. Um, then he finds the chemist Richard Brake. Now that's the thing. When I first watched this movie uh, two years ago. And I was like, oh, shit, man, it's fucking Richard Brake. That's awesome. And the best yeah. part of that scene is, like, they don't, sh- they show nothing. He doesn't say a word, but they have, like, a psychic conversation. Yeah. Because Richard Brake is answering questions that the guy is, like, yeah. he's not saying anything. He's just like, oh, man, they did you wrong, man. They did you wrong. And he's like, oh, there's a cage with the tiger in it. And what was the tiger's name? Uh, Lily, Lily, I think. Lily, that's right, Lily. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, Lily's calm. That's a good thing. I can tell that's a good thing. And he's like, You're right, man. You're right. And he hits a button and lets the tiger go, and the tiger leaves. Bye, Lily. Yeah. And then he's like talking to the guy. There's like a psychic conversation, the whole thing there. It's- and then you see Lily running like out, out the, like through the woods. Yeah. And he just says, like, North. Yeah. So I guess I guess Lily found out where they went and told him, and then he told him where to go find everybody else. Yeah. yeah. So it's like this whole like psychic connection. Yeah. And and when they left there, I wasn't sure. Did he kill the drug? The LSD I don't think guy? so. I don't think so. I don't think he did. Because he helped them. Like yeah. he helped them out. Yeah, but yeah. it's just it. It was a yeah. very weird scene. It was a very was weird, a weird scene. scene. Yeah. Because yeah, plus, I mean, he didn't do anything, you know, to Mandy. So he no. gave him the drugs. Yeah, he yeah. gave him the drugs. They don't know how they're going to use them. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, he he goes, "Boy, those boys did you wrong." He goes, "Those boys yeah, did you exactly. wrong." Yeah. Uh, but man, that was pretty fucking. That that was just it was just that was a wild scene because I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? And you got to, I guess you can imagine what they're saying. Yeah. Because all you get is Richard Brake making verbal answers. You, yeah, you have no idea what the hell he's hearing. Yeah, at first I was like, did I did I miss something? So I rewound yeah, like for a second. I'm like, no, he didn't say anything. Is the volume too low? Is he whispering or something? 
Yeah, yeah. So anyway, great, great scene. That was another great scene. But then you see him leave, and then he heads north towards the uh, wherever the cultists actually reside, their temple. Yeah. Uh, and when he arrives there, that the first person that meets him is the old woman. Oh, uh, yeah. And no. She, and she, yeah, right? It was the old woman first. Well, right? no, he knocked off the... The, the minor characters. Right. The, like they were washing the car. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the one guy, uh, he took the axe handle, threw his fucking mouth up against the tree. Oh, yeah, that was the guy that they went to capture Yeah, Mandy. that's the one that, that called yeah. the bikers to capture Mandy, right? Yeah. Right. And he was harassing him as he was getting killed. He's like, oh, yeah, Mandy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then there was like two She's other still cronies. burning. She's still burning. She's still burning. Yeah, then there was two other guys. You know, they the one was just like yeah, brain they, dead, washing yeah, the car. Guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the chainsaw guy. You just see the axe come flying through the fucking air and hit yeah. that dummy right in the head. Yeah, the chainsaw battle was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good too. And the death scene too. When <laughs> that he was falls a good kill. On it. Yep, yeah. That was a good kill chainsaw. Sure. Yeah, when he falls yeah. on the chainsaw and just and you see. Yeah, blood. that was sweet. That was pretty good. That yep. was sweet. Then yeah, then it was. The then he gets to the old lady and she's like, oh. You know, I was always his oh, yeah. sensual lover. Like she's trying <laughs> yeah. to fu- trying to say, "I'll fuck you if you don't kill me," but she was yeah. like a gross old lady. Yeah. And then you see the the head of the cult in, in oh, yeah. his temple naked. Yeah. And that guy was gross. Nicholas Cage just tosses the old lady's head into there, and it runs and it hits him, and he's like, and he like kicks it across the room. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that was great too, because at the part where he's like begging for his life, he goes, "I'll suck your dick, man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he changes after after he does all that. He's like, "I don't kneel for you. You kneel for me. Yeah. You kneel for me." Yeah. Was, like you just told him like two seconds ago, he'd suck his dick. That's what the hell? How was the whole how the whole movie? Yeah, yeah. Remember, like he was like schizo, like yeah, yeah, the because they were all on fucking acid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Nicolas Cage in an acid rage is like. <laughs> It crushes his fucking head. Yeah, that was yeah, unbelievable too. But that, that was yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he's that strong where he can. Blah. Maybe because of the uh, the acid that he took. Yeah, okay. maybe not, he now he's one of the Cenobites, right? <laughs> <laughs> now he's one of the the Black Skulls. Yep. Well, I guess if he gets his thumbs strong enough in the temple, maybe you can. I don't know. One scene that I, we forgot to mention, and it was earlier in the movie, and it just was a weird part of the movie, was the macaroni and cheese commercial. Oh, geez, the goblin. <laughs> yeah, goblin. Yeah. Where, where he's, like, vomiting and shitting yeah, macaroni and cheese. What the fuck was that? That was fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so great. They That's why yeah, he's like, he, like, pauses to watch the commercial, right? He's in this, like, rage. Yeah. Like, yeah. To to yeah. yeah, I truly believe that the Stop. writer of this movie was high when he wrote it. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, this movie is a complete and utter LSD trip. Like somebody yeah. fucking thought this up while they were tripping. I think you're right. I think, but you're it's right. good. It's yeah. it is good. It was an entertaining movie. I was really entertained by it. Yeah. yeah, I was entertained, and like I said, I thought the visuals were awesome. Great visuals and the the sound like added to the creepiness of it. Right, and it was a perfect vehicle for uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, right? Yeah. Uh, just to touch on a couple things, right? So let's take a look, and let's see what, if any, awards did this movie receive? Uh, typically, we find that I IMDb. So let's take a look. <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah, so it has it has a Metacritic score of eighty one, which is pretty fucking pretty good. Uh, it won twelve awards and had forty one nominations. Oh wow! Uh, um, the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films gave it the Saturn Award, which is Best Independent Film, two thousand eighteen. Um, it was a nominee for the Alliance of Women in Film Journalism for the most egregious age of difference between a leading man and a love interest. <laughs> it's a weird award to get. <laughs> yeah. uh, Austin Film Critics Association, it won the AFCA Award for Best Score. Yep. Uh, Joanne, Johan, Johan Johansson. No, and I and I that was believe it or not, like shortly into the movie, I was like I was like paying attention to the score, and I was like, "This is freaking it's good." It's a fantastic score. I did like it. I love that. Like you said, it had that part. '80s vibe to it too, like some yep. of the synths, and it, it was cool. Uh, it did get nominated for best original score from the Chicago Film Critics Association, but did not win. It also was a nominee of the Chicago Independent Film Critics Circle Award. Uh, it did win Cinema Your Sin uh, Euphoria Awards, top ten of the year international competition, um, best original music, best supporting actor, and best international film. Nice. Uh, it won the Fangoria Chainsaw Award, best actor Nicholas Cage, best limited release film. And best score. It also won the Fright Meter Awards, um, best editing, um, and it also won the World Soundtrack Awards for best film composer of the year, twenty eighteen. Johan Johansson. Yes, pretty good, pretty good. So yeah, I'm gonna say definitely worth watching. Absolutely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it m- my score of four out of five stars. And I was going to go three and a half. And I'm going to do something I never did, and I'm going to give it five. Oh, wow. wow. So that that gives it a uh, the American Nightmare four? podcast four out of five stars. Yes. Wow, amazing. Like I said, definitely worth watching. It's a bit of a long movie, and it starts off a bit slow. It does. The first like twenty minutes is is, yeah. is takes a bit. But once the ball gets rolling, the action doesn't stop, and the craziness doesn't stop. Uh, no. no, like I said, it was just that's why I I gave it a five. I mean, I I'm, I'm very conservative with my my five stars. Is the first one I've ever given. But yeah, like I, I said, maybe, between the maybe acting, the first one by any of us, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it is. I don't think any. I was going to go first four and five. a half. I was going to go four and a half, but I bumped it up to five. I just. What I will no, it's, say, it, it is, it's a it's a really like I said, the acting, soundtrack, cinematography, everything was it was it was perfect. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. Love. The only the only warning, the only caveat I will give is you should not take any hallucinogens yeah. before watching it because it will fuck you up. It'll probably scar you for life. You'll probably yeah. you have a lot of bad trips associated with Mandy. Yes, yeah. most definitely. Yeah, so it'll turn a good one into a bad one. Yeah, too. for sure. And then the flashbacks that'll come with it just won't be good. <laughs> All right, awesome. That's fantastic. So that's another one in the can. Let me just say, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening. We have an amazing amount of listeners now. I am just stunned to say 
that in the month of June, the total of all of our episodes, remember, we have a total of 38 episodes in the bag so far. Out of those 38 episodes, we've had over 1,000 downloads in the month of June so far. Nice. And it's only June 17th. Wow. We are really... Word of mouth. Word of mouth is spreading. Very happy about it. Also, I look at the analytics. The last episode we did, which was Come to Daddy... Most people listen to almost 80% of the full episode. Oh, nice. Which is pretty crazy because most people will listen to the intro and then they'll go right to the movie review. They'll, they'll skip the whole top five list and all that <laughs> shit. They'll just listen <laughs> really? to the movie review. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> over the last episode, they listened to the top five, the news, and most of the review. So that's pretty nice. impressive. Guys. That's Hopefully awesome. That's a, a trend, right? Yeah, I like that. Uh, so, like I said, if you're listening to this podcast, if you hear my voice right now, thank you for listening. Also, tell your friends. If you like horror movies and your friends like horror movies, get them to listen and give us some feedback. Again, you can email us at feedback at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com and tell us what you think of the show or give us some ideas of what movies you'd like us to review next or some ideas for top fives. We're always open for ideas of what to review and what top fives we should be doing. Coming up with top fives is a difficult task, believe it or not. (laughs) You know, now that we're up to episode 39, we've got a couple ideas still in the bag, but we're going to run out of ideas for top fives really soon. So we definitely (laughs) could appreciate some feedback on that level. Yes. Thanks everyone. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next month, uh, watch some more horror movies. Tell us about it. Woohoo!